1: Well I, hello everybody and welcome to Swing to the Hips episode 12, really starting to get into it now, The half, we've got the full dozen up there so that's um, cranking along, well we have some real cricket to talk about this week so uh, can't wait to get into that but before we dig into that let's get our, one of our regulars on anyway, welcome to Rohit, how are you doing? Good evening, yeah doing well,
2: been a busy long week already on. but um,
1: what's going on here? hello hello hang on one moment sorry there we go sorry technical difficulties start, technical. start again hey hello Rohit. how you doing <laughs> <laughs>
2: Ooh. yeah very good very good been a been a busy week and it's already been a long week but hey
1: nearly there nearly <laughs> there <laughs> nearly there yep yep one one more day or well, the weekend starts for me tonight anyway but um i won't oh, go hey. into that yeah <laughs> and then unfortunately for us taryn can't join us tonight um, yes. The cricket season is starting to get um, started. He's in his cricket role. Um, they've got some meetings tonight. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what planning that they start to do early in the season. And maybe, hopefully, we'll get to hear from him um, in the coming weeks as to what clubs are doing at this early stage of the season. And uh, we'll see there. But um, we'll crack Excellent. on into it. It's just uh, Rohit and myself tonight. And um, we'll get in there with... Um, this week in history let's go this week
2: this week in history hey look um oh shit there's been there's been i'm back on am i i think i am
1: you're back on sorry you're back on
2: hey look yeah this week there's been a lot of birthdays there and i've just picked a few out um out of there so uh, this is an interesting one for me. Two two Indian captains, actually, born on the same date, just different years. July the 8th. One is 1972, and the other one is 1981. Surabh Ganguly and the uh, helicopter man, M.S. Stoney, <laughs> born in 81. <laughs> so, yeah, that's an interesting little uh, fact there. Both born on the same date and captains of India. Now, the other ones I've picked out are, obviously, New Zealand legends of um, the Richard Hadley and Ewan Chatfield. July the 3rd and uh, Chats 1950, and Richard, Sir Richard Hadley, should I say, 1951. And then we had our um, John Wright, born 5th of July 1954, uh, ex New Zealand captain there too, an opener. And um, our very own current wicketkeeper, test batsman, BJ Watling, July 9th, 1985. So, that's a few birthdays there covered off. And moving on, we've got uh, Dickie Bird making his test debut as an umpire at Headingley. He umpired uh, what date? July the 5th, 1973, off the top of my head. And um, that was in a test match uh, against uh, England versus New Zealand. So, there we have it. He stood in a record 66 tests back then. uh, At the stage when he retired, it was a record. Next, I got on my list is I'm going to jump around years here, but 2019, Rohit Sharma became the first batsman to score 500s in a World Cup. He beat uh, Kumar Sangakkara's record of four in the 2015 tournament when he made 103 against Sri Lanka, and that was in India's final league stage game. It also took him to the top of the charts for that tournament so he's had a bloody good run old Rohit at sharma now got some interesting one here back in 1981 we had um end of a painful era for the english cricket team where ian bothum was their captain and he ended up resigning after what did he i don't think he had any wins as um in 12 tests so he ended up resigning then as the uh, captain of England and carried on playing, obviously. But then just a year later, he scores his highest test score. Uh, and it was a um, quick 200 odd plus against the Indians. So, probably, you know, the weight of being the captain might have been the shackles being released there helped him to be able to blow it all away and one of the interesting things in that knock that i thought was he fractured uh, saniel Gavaska's left fibula smashing it when he was fielding at silly point so you wouldn't want to be there when both of them smacking away and just lastly 1931 this is one that we pulled up uh, with a prankster being born uh, england's peter richardson he was uh, he had a fondness for sending false records to E.W. Swanston for publication in the Daily Telegraph. So it would be interesting to see what he was actually sending through as any records that he had. Um, but there we have it. A few little things and uh, some birthdays.
1: That's, um, yeah, this is rather interesting there with the old Ian Botham, wasn't it? Absolutely the weight of captaincy uh, off your shoulders and just frees you up to play your back to your own game, focus on your own game. And, yeah, um, yeah, it is interesting with uh, Ben Stokes taking over with Joe Root in the test match started last night, and we'll see how that uh, seems to impact his game as also. Um, yes. An all-rounder in the lines of um, Beefy Botham.
2: Absolutely. You want to bring yourself up? you <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm having a mirror tonight. For people, sorry, I'm, I'm I'm trying to do all the show, run the show tonight, and I'm having a mirror. I've started poorly. I can only go up. I can only go up from here. I can only go up. He started the innings off by the bad start. Yeah. Yeah, he's playing and missing all over the place. <laughs> Doesn't know whether he's going back or forward. It's seen <laughs> everywhere at the moment. <laughs> it's unplayable. It's unplayable. Hey, look yeah. the other. The other one, there's oh, John, Johnny Wright um, with his birthday. And let's not forget, he was the uh, coach of the Indians there for a while too, wasn't he? Absolutely,
2: yes. And he did a bloody good job. And then, you know, with uh, Sourav Ganguly there as the captain, um, the two of them bringing yep. the Indian cricket team back up to um, recognition, yes. really.
1: It was a turning point. Mm. He, was, he did. He was actually and uh, made a huge turnaround for the Indians there. And um, as I said, the um, two Indian captains um, born on the same day, different year, and then two New Zealand fast bowlers that became such a lethal pair, sort of. Um, yes. Born on the same day, different years as well, and chats and uh, paddles.
2: Absolutely. Great combination, that
1: one, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because it's just like, you say a lethal pair, but it was more the fact that um, you and Chatfield kept everybody quiet at one end and basically miserly, and uh, and yeah. with... Um, Richard Hadley's uh, ability with the ball to make it do to talk—he picked yes. up the look at the other end with the pressure.
2: Oh. Absolutely, pace skyle. he's a great bowler. I love watching. I was still watching the record, uh, watching him play uh, recently on on the TV with the highlights that they had. Yeah, yeah. Always try to emulate his bowling with that action. It eh? just was an awesome action.
1: I believe um, uh, 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 our brother is also correct, and that John Wright was the was the first foreign coach for India. Yes. We, uh, I'm pretty sure that was that is correct. That's right. Yes. So, um, yeah. well, moving on into the news of today, and um, I'll just sort of um, find myself where I was. There we go. So, coming up for the news of today, and just coming in. On the wires today is that Sophie Devine has been retained as the captain of the White Ferns. Um, she took over from Amy Satterthwaite, who was on paternity leave. Amy is uh, Satterthwaite is back from maternity leave, but Sophie Devine, who had a rather very successful year last year, has been retained as the captain of the White Ferns. Also, um, with um, in news happening out of England, but not the Test match, G10 Patel has announced that he'll be transitioning for more from a playing role to a coaching role. And, um, after a very successful, um, County career, he's, he's basically moving into a coaching role. And from all accounts, um, a lot of uh, players do respect the, uh, uh, tutelage that he delivers. So it will be interesting to see how he progresses in that coaching role. And maybe he can emulate John Wright, (laughs) (laughs) uh, in a bit of, um, News off the field is that Kusal Mendes, the Sri Lankan wicketkeeper, was arrested this week and charged after a traffic accident where he killed the local villager. He's been in front of the magistrate and been ordered to pay $5,000 US in fines. And also he's paying $5,000 US to the family of the villager that was killed. He's actually got to reappear in front of the magistrate in September as well moving right along and we've got Sourav Ganguly who had a birthday this week. <laughs> he uh, had um, has announced that the Asia Cup for 2020 has been cancelled. And uh, con- when contacted the PCB and the BCB, that's the Pakistan Cricket Board and the Bangladesh Cricket Board, confirmed that they hadn't heard anything. So that's interesting. The BCCI has announced that the Asia um, Cup 2020 has been cancelled, but of the nations involved in it don't know what's happening there (laughs) and in the biggest news of today and that's the fact that test cricket is back so let's get into that and we'll have a look at what's going on there and we'll bring Rohit back in for our conversation on that and i'll remember to do that this time so yes so we, we basically had the first day of the first test between England and the West Indies at the GS Bowl in Southampton. Now, just to summarise the early happenings, and that is basically England um, under the new captain, Ben Stokes, had won the toss and they decided to have a bat. Overhead conditions were rather overcast, obviously, because they did start play late. Um, There was a rain delay. The covers were on the ground for a fair while. And, um, yeah, the play didn't get started on time, not even close to it. So there were overhead conditions, but re- regardless of that, the pitch was dry, and the IGS Bowl or Southampton ground Oval there does take a bit of spin. So th- Ben Stokes deciding to have a bat. Team decisions of interest were the fact that uh, they've gone a- with, um, with Chris Wokes ahead of uh, Stuart Broad. Now, that brings an end to Stuart Broad's record of consecutive test matches at home so that, that was a shame that there's him but they've decided to go with wokes but in saying that they are quite uh, open about the fact that they are going to rotate the squad uh the bowling squad in particular through the home matches that they have so that's it and then basically jason holder wasn't too disheartened to lose the toss um, he feels that they've actually got quite a strong bowling lineup and they're going to be um, four quicks running in at the English. There's uh, Roston Chase, who will be their spin option. And they're basically rearing to go and believe that they've got the uh, bowling line up. to doesn't matter that they're bowling first or bowling second. So there we go. So we'll just have, bring up the old test match scoreboard. Where's that gone there? And we just got there. We've got, hopefully everybody can see that. Um, basically, we've got Rory Burns on 20. Uh, Dom Sibley is the only wicket to have fallen. He got a ball from Shannon Gabriel. Now, there's basically, the ball before, Dom Sibley had played and missed at a ball that pitched and nipped away from him. And uh, following ball, Shannon Gabriel got one to follow the same line, except this time it's nipped back in. And uh, Sibley, thinking that it's going to be going away, has left it and has gone back into the castle and crashed into the stumps and he was out for zero with only facing four balls. So early days, it looked pretty good, and um, I'm guessing the guys in the dressing room would have been going, Ben Stokes, what's with batting first after winning the toss? How would you be thinking in the the old dressing rooms with the the first wicket going in the second over, Rohit?
2: Yeah, well, you know, not a good start for them, actually, but I'm interested in some of these selections. Let's start there, because... Is it a little bit of the changing of the guard there with Stuart Broad uh, not playing in the first test at home, you know, for their season?
1: Yeah, look, Pretty I hard. mean, I, I, I'd have to agree with you. Before the, um, you know, with the extended squads, let's say, and, and, and there was the five pace bowlers that they had in the extended squad, and you looked at the quality of the attack that they have, um, that Broad looked like the player he was going to miss out. Uh, at that stage. The the one thing that they were talking about, though, is the fact is that one thing Stuart Broad does bring is that he does get, in particularly in home conditions, is that he does use the conditions well. So he does get good swing, and yeah. he does use the pitch or get the movement off the pitch well as well. But, um, yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I think uh, it could be a bit of a changing of the guard there happening. Mm. But, um, you know, look, yeah. let's face it, you know, fast bowlers, they, they break down quite easily, don't they?
2: Yeah, he's an aging bowler, I suppose. But, you know, for me, I would have probably gone with the experienced bowlers ahead in the first test um, and then see how that pans out, especially if they're thinking of rotating. It's your first test. So you want to use your tried and proven players, I would have thought. So that was an interesting thing for me. But the other thing is, um, you mentioned that it's a, uh, uh, they talked about it being a spinner's track. Yes. Jason Holder's gone in with four pacemen and thinking, oh, it's okay, we'll blast them out. So how's that going to pan out on the spinner's deck?
1: Yeah, look, he's, as he said said, he's, he's got confidence in Roston Chase, but um, that means that you're going to be basically at some stage, if you're under the pump, if you're chasing a big, you know, if the, if the runs are going, if England's scoring the runs, you're going to be rotating your four fast bowlers at one end with the spinner just going all day at the other, aren't you? And you are. Yeah, and when those fingers get a bit sore, who, who, you, who you're replacing them with. I, I don't a, know if there's an obvious one to sort of just come in as a part-time spinner even.
2: Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Who, who, who they got there as a backup, because they're going to need someone I'd say if it's a spinning track and the ball's not doing much for the seamers.
1: Yeah, that's right. I'm drawing blanks on it. I'm not sure who would be that would, um would be bringing in as a, as your sort of part-time spin bowler.
2: Yeah, um, I'm not 100 percent sure myself, but I would have. I'm not sure if old um, the youngster Shay Hope has, you know, rolled the arm over.
1: That's the one uh, I was thinking of. That is the one yeah. I was thinking of. And if we, if we actually let's let's just have a look there because we can with modern technology. He hasn't there we really go. We'll just see if he's got any bowling figures there. None. <laughs> oh, he got So, um, we're, we're, drawing, so if- we're we're clutching at straws there, aren't we? We've hit a duck.
2: We've a duck. But, hey, who knows? Hey. It might be his
1: so, day. So we'll, obviously, we'll, we'll keep an eye out on it and we'll see what happens in yes. terms of um, the uh, bowling and who comes in there. Yeah. I suppose, so, you know, yep, sorry, carry on.
2: I was going to say, bringing you back to your original question of going into bat first. Yep. It, it, you know, if it's a spinner's deck, that means they're going to get to bowl last on it, doesn't it? So, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, they try. Obviously, the plan would be to get the runs on the board first dig, get as many as they can, and then um, hope for uh, hope to be able to roll the windies in that first dig and put some more runs on the board in the second and then um, spin them out, as they say. <laughs> 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 so I, I, I have no issue with um, with the call of batting first. I think, uh, you know, if you want to win test matches, you gotta you got to take 20 wickets, but you've got to get the runs on the board too. Yep, and that's the way it. the weather is going,
1: you know. Um, well, uh, is it's, it like, it's, it's interesting you say the, how the weather's going, right? It's just like, um, I can't remember if we actually used it. I mean, like this is how old I am now. Um. But, um obviously in our prep for today's show one of the um historical um back, back in history um games showed a game where the west indies actually cruised to an innings victory um winning the game on the fifth day but that doesn't tell the story basically there were only three days played um in the five days obviously because of rain interruptions so um yeah look uh, you know mm you can you can go in there you you don't need five days when the weather conditions help you out that's that's
2: true too so you know it's going to be interesting how much um, influence the weather's going to have in this test match Um, i haven't had a look at the five-day forecast to be honest but um you know
1: it's nice segue nice segue let's look at the uh yeah day forecast and uh, hopefully everybody really. can see that on the screen has come up and um basically today the second day of the test match it's looking like there's a oh it says 40 chance so let's just round that up and go 50 50 chance of some precipitation at some stage during the day um i haven't looked at the actual timings for the predictions on those um, showers coming through um, but for the rest of the t- test match there's um, a small percentage of chance of rain so whether with the moisture in the air, whether the pitch actually deteriorates anyway is, is questionable as well, isn't it?
2: Oh, well, that's right. And and I think um, the yeah, West Indies wouldn't have minded losing that toss too, to be fair, because, you know, um, moisture in the air can get the ball moving around a bit. Um, pitch might not be as, as dry as they may be thinking early on. So that, um, you know, rain on the first day, and some expected today, could keep yep. it in for the bowlers.
1: And the pitch was undercover for basically a large period there with the overnight rain, etc., or forecasted rain. So they keep the pitch undercover. So you're going to get some sort of sweating and moisture, even with the the, um, the latest technology covers that they're using, which are obviously not straight down onto the pitch surface, but um, cover the pitch. Yeah. But you're still going to get some sort of moisture buildup under there. So there's going to be some moisture in that track.
2: You would think so. You would think so. So.
1: That's it. And if yes. you've got moisture around today, then the it's going to elongate the period for which you can get some assistance out of it. Hope well, the West Indies will be hoping.
2: Well, yeah, absolutely. Their their pace attack would be hoping that the ball would do some talk more talking for them. Um, you know, that first um, first session today is going to be critical. Sure. I'd say,
1: yep. Yeah, yep. let's get the cliches out. It's yeah. so critical as the uh, to... first hour of play. <laughs> 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 it's time we get these cliches going now because yeah. we get to see some privilege. have a hey? of cliches <laughs> on our show. Let's be upfront. We have a lack of cliches on our show. We do, yeah, so but... The first hour of play is going to be critical because uh, with the one wicket that has fallen, obviously there was um, some movement uh, that, that was available to Shannon Gabriel that's picked up that one wicket, who's got yeah. figures of... Um, one for nineteen or five overs, so um, he'll they'll be and they'll be fresh. Basically, yes. they both seventeen overs, so they're going to be right. fresh. They'll be coming. Kemar Roach and Gabriel will probably open up again, and yeah. um, they'll be looking to extract something out of that pitch. I'm sure. Absolutely, um,
2: you know, and looking at those figures, it d- didn't look like um, a, you know, his economy rate there for Kemar Roach at 0.3 <laughs> uh, Looked like they were struggling to score off him. <laughs>
1: That's so, it, and yeah, exactly. And this is like, yeah. unfortunately, we, you know, by the time I think play got underway at about one o'clock or two o'clock New Zealand time, and that's in the morning, so I haven't seen any of the footage. But um, you'd expect that um, the Shannon Gabriels, some of those would have been edges off the bat going down to the fine leg third man boundary.
2: Yeah, <laughs> as <laughs> happens early on in Test matches. Yeah, exactly. You right. don't need.
1: Yeah. They're actually, let just digressing slightly. You know, you've skipped sides, right? Yep. Yep. Why don't you have a uh, f- um, third man in a Test match?
2: <laughs> it's hey, I often say that myself because it's a run saver, but it's seen as defensive, right? Yep. Because if you're going into um, if you're going in on the first day of a Test match and you've got your third man in play, <laughs> that's seen as a very defensive start from the outset. So what sort of message are you sending to the opposition?
1: Are you right? effectively saying it's a wasted player in terms of trying to get your 20 wickets? That's
2: it. That's it. Because all you're doing is stopping four, four runs being scored off the edge of the,
1: off the bat, right? Yeah. Yep. So
2: you're better to keep the three or four slips in play and hope yep. the edge goes to them.
1: Um, so, so basically bringing that th- th- um, third man up. Into the slips cordon rather than having yeah. a back saving run.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I have often thought about it myself. I've seen it happen
1: in second innings, uh, which I were well, you uh, trying to limit the damage or restrict yes. the number of runs that a team is getting that you might have to chase in That's a final se- in the final innings?
2: Because let's face it, how many runs get scored going down to third man <sighs> final leg? Eh? It's it's oh, incredible.
1: I, I I'm I mean i I was an all rounder when I played not to any great level but I was an all rounder. And it's just—I watch it, and it's just like you bowl a fantastic bowl ball, or you're bowling a really good spell, and edge after edge is going along the ground through the strips, slips caught. And the, actually, ironically, the hardest one to stop is the ball along the ground because it's the furthest away from you, and it's going away for four, and you're bowling beautifully.
2: Yeah, and, and it's very frustrating, isn't it? So it is—it's an—it um, is an unknown contrary, quandary that one. But I've heard even Chapel talk about it. Um, at one stage on commentary when he does his commentary on um during the cricket test matches right and typical australian he's also saying defensive move so yeah it's it's an interesting one but i think when you've got the first innings you want to show the opposition that you're out there to play and attack is the name of the game there
1: absolutely absolutely yeah. Well, yeah. Well, now we'll just have to basically um, see how the second day progresses, and hopefully they get some cricket happening, and uh, we'll jump back into yes. Paul's joined us, so that's welcome to Paul. Can I join us there? Late to the party, but that's
0: okay. Yeah, yeah. Always, always late to the party. But also, <laughs> one of the things you mentioned during the week, during the morning sports briefings, was that uh, Brian Law was saying, "Look, the West Indies would have to win this within four, because otherwise they'd run out of uh, run out of puff." Um, yeah. Uh, having basically had the first day rained off, does that mean that uh, the West Indies are in a better position now?
1: I, I, th- I think so, absolutely. I mean, like, when we talk about what Rohan and I just talked about with um, four, pace, uh, four pace bowlers and a spinner, that means that the pace bowlers can actually go even harder um, and they can push them even longer because they know there's only four days left in the Test match now.
2: Yeah, and, and the fact is... Um... You know, it's it's match fitness as well, right? These guys haven't played for how long? Yeah, yeah, you know. No. Um, and your body's going to be sore after one or two days of bowling hard out, and that's for sure. I know, you know, even like early pre season matches when I used to play, you're buggered the next day. So, these guys, yeah, they've got a different level of fitness and all, but there's fitness and there's match
1: fitness, right? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. And, and that's any sport. So anybody that plays any sport out there, and I mean, like, you know, whether it's rugby or or, or, or cricket or what, hockey or whatever sport you're playing, you can train the house down for as long as you want, but there's nothing that duplicates the getting out there and actually playing the game. And the energy that's required to play the game versus Training. Well, that's
2: yeah, and 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 you know you got the um the West Indian attack with the fast bowlers. Uh, their legs are going to start to feel a bit heavy in this third session if they have yep. managed to play all all day. So mm-hmm. you know you, you they're looking forward to putting their feet up for the night so they can rest for the next and the, day.
1: And the ground's going to be a bit soft. I mean, like you yep. know it's not going to be hard and fast because they've had the rain and yeah. obviously running around in a um, soft outfield is going to take it out of your legs a bit more than if it yep. had been dry for a week before leading up to the game.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's where it's going to be key once, you know, if, if they can get these 10 wickets that they need, um, the, the batsmen do dig in for a long period and, you know, yep. they they need to look at batting at least four sessions, I'd say.
1: But now it's confession time. So we'll get into the confessional, and um, we'll say our Hail Marys. But um, basically, we were look so looking forward, and the cricketing world was so looking forward to the start of this test match. And uh, we were basically looking forward to talking about lots of little things that were happening in the game. And... <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was in a bloody meeting. <laughs> <laughs> and um no i don't even really so anyway we were expecting to be talking about the game and lots of little things that have happened in the game and the impact that they've had but they only bowled 17 overs so we really haven't got, so we've we've had to do what the test players do we're on a rainy day and we've had to come up with our archive footage so Absolutely. we're going to be going we've, we've got something um, to do uh to, to talk about and that's we're going to do a few player comparisons so we're yeah. going to bring up some player comparisons, but before we jump into that, there was this comment from a friend of the show, well, a host from another show, Cornflakes, <laughs> does their rugby shows, and um, just uh, wondering what would happen if someone run over a, someone, a cricket player ran over somebody in India. Now, there's a good story that goes like this. So I'll, I'll t- I told Cornflake and Paul uh, a couple of nights ago. Uh, actually and Sunday night and um, so I'll tell you about the story and it's like it's about Navjot Sidhu and, the, and it goes <laughs> yes. that uh, he was uh, he, he was driving around in India and he ran someone over and then killed them unfortunately and so he was um, given the option of uh, going to the West Indies playing for India and going to the West Indies or facing uh, jail time and going going to court and possibly facing jail time. So uh, at the time, that wasn't an easy decision to make, actually. As, as you'd sort of think that's an easy decision. Because at the time, the flat bowling attack for the West Indies was brutal. Um, and, uh, it was, you know, I think it was Curtly Ambrose time and Courtney Walsh uh, and, and, and friends. And it's like, yes, it wasn't something. Playing them in on their home surfaces in the West Indies was not an easy thing. And you knew what was coming. It wasn't anything at your toes. Well, you might get the odd one at your toes just to get you playing forward, but the majority of them are coming short and at your head. So he had the option, go to court, possible jail time, or play for India in the West Indies. And he went and played for West, India in the West Indies. So that's what happens if you're in, in India and you run someone over. You get sent to West Indies <laughs> yeah, to play yeah, your cricket. Exactly. <laughs> yes, hey, um, and as,
2: that, oh, yeah, sorry.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, no, carry on, carry on.
2: I was going to segue off, but
1: that's all right. No, <laughs> <clears throat> oh, no, and as Aaron said, Navjot Sudhu, great commentator. He had great stories. If you get a chance, maybe YouTube or Google him or whatever, and yeah. some of his sayings were just fantastic. One of the ones that sticks in my head was just like, when you dine with the devil, make sure you have a very long spoon. <laughs> he had some
2: great lines. I've yeah, I mean, Absolutely. You know, we were, you know, oh, you know, uh, the late Martin Crow with his what and blue blazers and things like that. <laughs> and you know, in there, you got Danny Morrison making some really interesting calls and uh, from the um, 2020 stuff.
1: But never yep.
2: I think he, he takes, you know, he's he's top of the pack.
1: <laughs> he's top of the pack, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. He, he was he was gone before our time, unfortunately, and you know, before his time, I should say, for his time. It was like it was, yeah, he could definitely use um, a bit absolutely. more.
2: Absolutely. So what's what's this... Um, I was going to say, I, I saw something about Brian Lara uh, and Tendulka talking to the West Indians um, and saying one of their, um, what should we say, tips, I suppose, to the batting team was to protect their stumps and play beside the line of the ball. That was their yes. uh, wisdom and, that they passed on to the uh, playing eleven here. And just interestingly... Um, the the West Indies have struggled in England in having, uh, I've just read here that they've uh, failed to win a test series in the country since 1988, and they've only managed to win six tests in that period.
1: Now, wow. batting
2: is a weakness for them.
1: Yeah, for the West Indies. Well, um, you know, we talked about this in last week's show, right, in terms of the fact that when you look at, the scorecards from the last series where england played the west indies there isn't a dominant performance through the series from anyone in particular probably outside of jason holder really he actually yeah. scored a few runs he got double 100 in fact in one of them so it was really uh they got some big scores in the first two test matches but it was done by a team total rather than Anyone in particular, so it's probably a fair comment actually to say that really there's no one that stands out. The, the bowlers stand out, you know, they, yep. they've, they've got some good bowling stocks there, but for their batters, there's not somebody who's consistently performing and getting scores.
2: Not that you can see in that top nope. lineup,
1: eh? So doesn't, doesn't just, jump out at you, no,
2: no, and that's going to be an interesting to watch as this test match unfolds. Um, how the how the West Indies batting lineup is going to fare you know, face up to the uh, to the English bowlers because it is their home conditions as we know. Um, having lost a day won't make too much of a difference at this stage. Fearing um, a result, it's still on the table, obviously, at the moment because it's still the early days, as they say. Yes. You know, um, f- four days to go. Still six. What is it? You know, twelve more sessions.
1: Absolutely, plenty Is of time. Maths I mean, it,
2: four threes or twelve, yeah, twelve more yeah, sessions. Like,
1: it's not. It's close. Close enough. Close That's enough. We, yeah, we just, yeah. That's hey, like hey, my number one topic but... on our maths ability, just because we look like we're Asian. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and and because we're jumping around all over the show, because we got request. Uh, we got a request through, through one of the chat rooms uh, comment sections on Navjot Sudhu's, um career and uh not not a, a tidy little career 51 matches a uh, 42 average and i believe he um used to open occasionally as well if he was not an opener all the time
2: i think he was an opener yeah 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 so, so um
1: yeah he sort of he did made have it, a pretty the decent, arm over record. a bit yeah he did have a pretty
2: decent record but... pretty
1: decent record all right yeah, this yeah. It, 50 on his uh let's see uh high score of 201 so anybody who get a double century is. uh not too bad in our books, really, is he? Yes,
2: um, yes exactly. So, um, you know, you got—I think you've got to look up some YouTube commentary of Ned because it is just classic. Um, yeah. Now. There's another comment here some people are throwing in here with other commentators being the favourites, you know.
1: Yeah, Kerrio well, we'll from our comparisons and let's talk about commentators. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> this is good fun on the commentary team. Yeah. <laughs> Keri O'Keefe. <laughs> oh, you know, Nick Nack patty give the dog a bone.
2: Absolutely. Stone. <laughs> <laughs> a I can't remember commentary. the whole story. but no, no, no. I'll be able to dig that out from somewhere. I've got it. Uh, he yeah. he is another legend, doesn't he? I mean, the guy just doesn't stop cracking up.
1: <laughs> Actually, you know, um, one of the other men- um commentators mentioned is Jeremy Coney, and oh. um, look, so Kiri O'Keefe, Jeremy Coney. I know Kiri O'Keefe's um, jumped the jumped that sort of line and now gone to TV um, commentating as well. But you know, Jeremy Coney and Kiri O'Keefe on the radio, great yeah. ex. Oh, you just love listening to them on yeah. the radio and. And, and the stories that they told, yes. the way that they shared their information about what's happening on the pitch, absolutely fantastic.
2: So I remember back in the days when Kerry O'Keefe on he uh, used to be ABC on radio. Yep. Right. Test yep. matches in Australia, uh, Ashes test matches. I'd turn the commentary off on the TV and listen to Kerry. Um, you know, because it was just it was just great commentary. He um, couldn't beat yep. it. Yeah, the Marvelous other one, Jeremy is Coney's another one,
1: yeah, a classic. He's a great, great commentator. Um, I remember it was like being a little bit older, not too much older, but a little bit older than yourself. I mean, we actually had a shortwave radio that, um, because before yes. we used to get the broadcasts coming through of the matches from Australia, listen to on shortwave radio. So, yeah, getting Kerio Keith on shortwave radio uh, coming through on the ABC. Absolutely. Fantastic! Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just just uh, in in speaking of uh, Navjot sudo and commentators, uh, Taren's just told us that uh, he's doing Hindi commentaries. So he is he's doing cricket commentaries in Hindi. Uh yeah, basically. So uh, wow, yeah. yeah, it'd be great to have him back on our English channels, wouldn't it? Because uh, as we just said, I'd love to uh, get. Yep,
2: yeah. yep, absolutely. Imagine if you um, got the translation of what he's saying in Hindi.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> this is, Taryn's going uh, literally quite funny. So, exactly. I'd like to hear what he's saying. <laughs> well, as we know, I mean, like Rohit and myself speak a little bit of uh, Gujarati, and there's certain stories or certain sayings that you say that just don't translate when you turn that's them into right. English. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, there's another guy that's popped up. He's great. Oh. Hey, <laughs> sweet Caroline.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, who, who could forget bumble oh what a yeah. commentator but yeah. you know look you, when we look at the commentators that we've mentioned and um one we didn't actually mention was henry blofeld yes um again entertaining person to listen to but yes keith jimmy kikoni henry blofeld um navjot suru david lloyd yeah. bumble yeah. The thing about those commentators, there's something in common and that's their storytelling ability. You yes. know, that, that's the thing. And it's like that What I mean, cricket's like, well, you know, like the Americans baseball. It's a long sport. It's a long sport. There's time to fill. And the yeah. way that these guys tell a yarn, tell a story and, and the color that they give it with, is just Absolutely. fantastic.
2: Oh, it's fantastic.
0: All right. And oh, that, that's kind of cricket, cricket. Enjoyment. Well, it's just and it's also the difference is here is the difference between radio commentary and TV commentary. Radio commentary, you have time to fill, as you say. TV commentary, they'll throw on a replay or they'll throw on um an old if 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 it's if it's rained off for an hour, they'll throw on um an old old uh, piece of, of play. So there isn't the time or they don't take the time to tell stories on, on as TV commentators, whereas the radio commentators do, and that's what's really nice, especially about the cakes that they get sent in. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. A big, a big <laughs> that. That's a special <laughs> reference there. You used to follow that in England.
2: Yeah. Actually, um, I'm going to throw something out. I'm going to segue again like Throw something, th- segue, because okay. we've been segueing all over the place tonight. I know. And, well, well all it's going all over the show today, <laughs> so, you know.
0: <laughs>
1: like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're talking about Navjot Sidhu and being the opener. Now, I was watching some footage um, recently of India versus Australia in a test match, down under, and we had um, Shrikant, another yep. Indian opener. I don't know how much of him you saw, but I was probably a little bit young watching him. But I was watching him play the other day on TV in the Test match, and he was a modern-day um batsman for that era, I felt, because he would have been able to play in this day and age with the way he was smacking the ball around. Um, I don't know if you see much of him or seen any I of his. Okay.
1: Yeah. I saw, I do actually. That's a name that sticks in my head from my younger days, definitely. Actually, Chris Sh- Shrikanth, and um, but unfortunately, I didn't see the games that I saw. I, I've been watching some of these old games as well, and that well, he was playing, but he, the game was a. Crap game, there was no run oh, yeah. scored, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's what well, that was
2: that day and age. And hardly any run, so.
1: <laughs> there was no run scored in the games that I saw, I watched, yeah. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately, but, I didn't see the games where he scored some runs and how he scored them. Uh, no, it was
2: it seemed to be like a free flowing batsman, you know, for an opener,
1: which I thought, yep. well, wow, he would
2: do in this day and age, he would probably be, do quite well. Um, absolutely, yeah, that's that's the that
1: thing, um, you know, um, it's when you look at some of the players and obviously the game was built around the time that time and that day sort of thing, but that whether the, with the skill set that they had and then now the yes. the, the progression and the way that the games change, how they would perform in today's environment because they've got the skill and the ability and whether they would be the you know big boppers and, uh, that we have, that, and join the guys that we have today of the David Warners and those sorts of players. Absolutely,
2: and I, I felt, yeah. That, and look, there's a comment on here saying the first hard hitter in the opening space, and that's exactly where I'm coming from. You know, he was yep. the Warner of the time, right? Um, the way but he was playing things, I saw, and this was in Test matches.
1: So, and, and, and that's without the the you know a bat that's got an edge as thick as a face.
2: Absolutely, yeah, I mean- yeah. And back then, I'm um, you know those bats were pretty heavy,
1: <laughs> compared to what you can get nowadays. You know. Yes, absolutely. I mean, if you wanted, if you got something that had a bit of weight in it, it was a heavy, heavy bat. Or A thickness, I should say. If it had yes. a bit of um, um, meat, mass, meat, and the meat exactly. If it had some meat, it was a heavy, heavy bat.
2: It was. It was probably yeah. over three pounds. Like nowadays, you can get a thick bat, and it's probably about two pound. Um, yeah,
1: two and a half, two six. Easy pick up,
2: you know. Easy pick up. Yeah,
1: yeah. But yep. Um,
2: back then, geez, those are well over three pounders. I would have felt. So you needed some pretty big Robin Smith forearms.
1: Boys, <laughs> <laughs> <Otherwise. laughs> just just um, there, there with the uh, aluminium bats. Yeah, unfortunately, Dennis Lilly's aluminium bats <laughs> got outlawed by the ICC or the MCC. I would have with who come up with the laws of the game. So uh, yeah. yes. Yes, Absolutely. that would have been me. Now, I just wanted to go back. I was just going to find – just, um, just, hang with me, people. Great, great show. Well, you?
2: that. Terence put another message saying that dry wood these days making the stick lighter, that's probably why they're so not so heavy. But I wonder, I mean, back in the day, um, my day as well, when I was playing, we used to oil the bats. I don't know if they do that
1: these days. No, you don't oil the bats these days, but I got something wrong the other day, and that's you do knock them in.
2: So you they do knock, them knock them the
1: bats in, in. yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I thought they were sort of like, well, I, I suppose what I got mixed up with was the fact that pre-knocked and bat sort of thing. So, um,
0: yeah,
1: is the fact that it's been done already. I suppose as a and right. so you don't have to sit at home with a cricket ball going oh, kebang, yeah. bang,
2: bang, 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 bang. I've, that. A, I've done it times. <laughs> Give it to the guy with the
1: machine. Let him do it. <laughs> <laughs> and what well, I found what I was going is it's like yeah, Danny Morrison. Now Danny Morrison's oh, an, an interesting one. Now. He can be infuriating and entertaining at the same time, I find. What 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 are your thoughts? And I don't think he'll ever make it to um, the New Zealand or Australian commentary teams because he's just not so the different. He's not number one. Yeah, no, his no.
2: style of commentary is different, isn't
1: it? Very different yeah. from anybody else.
2: I think it works for him for the T20 game because that's yep. where he predominantly that's... commentates. Yes. And that's a showstopper, right? You know, it's, yep. it's about the show. Um, and he's that type of commentator for the show,
1: yeah. That's Um, that's probably the you've you've summed that up really well. Really, he is a T20 specialist commentator, yeah. That's it, and it's the razzmatazz, and it goes along with his his persona of the way that he yeah, commentates, etc. The way he commentates,
2: I mean, he's he's not going to be your test match commentator, that's for sure.
1: As much as I like it, Danny, yeah, love you, Danny. You're a Kiwi, mate. Even though you live yeah. in Brisbane, I think <laughs> we won't hold that
2: against you either. As
1: yeah. I was just like, Southampton, are you ready? does <laughs> that exactly. match cricket. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> but that was very yeah. really poor shit was try that it was one. terrible no, that was really, i won't do it again i apologize to all our viewers don't don't disappear for that
1: one <laughs> yeah. now actually talking of um, obviously we talked about Chris freaking finding that open space and hitting hard into those open spaces um we've got mention of Glenn Turner now Glenn Turner is someone that i remember specifically saying and talking about um, one day cricket and chipping over the top in the first fifteen overs, and it's just like yes. intentionally. Because let's face it, when you're a young cricketer coming through, what are you taught to do? Hit the ball Play along the, ball. the ground. Hit the ball along the ground. Play the ball on the you ground. Can't Play the ball. You can't get out exactly if you hit the ground. You can't get out. Glenn Turner, I remember vividly something that stuck in my head. He came out, and when he finally did start playing again for New Zealand, talked about chipping the infield. Now. It was interesting because he was never a big, uh, a David Warner hitter of the ball, right? But he would chip the ball over the infield to get it away, and you'd get twos and threes, etc. Really? So, yeah.
2: And that was the that was the formula back then for that game in, in that era, wasn't it? Chip it That's over right. the top, you get two or three. If you hit it on the ground, you're only going to get best best possibly one. Um, That's right. If you hit, the gap. so you know it's it's. It, the game is amazing how much of it has changed over the years. Um, you know, totally especially since game. Uh, uh, watching all that old footage, as much as you think it was uh, the, um, the amazing eras of cricket, it was it was a different sport back then, I have to say.
1: It's a different sport. I mean, like, when we yeah. go back to the the, the the bats. I mean, just the bats alone. Yeah.
2: Just, well, even even the standard in the play and the right. fielding, you know, um, it's sometimes you see some of these bowling bowling attacks from back then and you compare it to the modern bowling attacks, it's, it's just way different um because the armory of these bowlers have this day and age there's a lot more tricks to you know they've got a lot more um, tools in their in their kit, yeah uh, compared to back then, right? Yes, you're yep. still bowling a ball because that's what you're trained to do and all of that but I think these modern day players have got a lot more
1: oh geez knuckleballs balls, you know oh. out of the back of the hand all, it, yep. so many different variations and we talked Absolutely. about that on one of our previous shows as yep. well so it's just like uh, and, and in cricket I mean you know you, you, you I mean it was a it was a real surprise when somebody reverse sweeped in an orthodox stance now absolutely. you're reverse sweeping in a reverse dance.
2: Yeah, it
1: was unheard of. <laughs> uh, a reverse sweep. Why the hell would you do that? <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah, exactly. You're risking your wicket by doing a reverse sweep. Why risk? Take that amount of risk Absolutely. Sort of thing, and now so. it's
2: a common place, and, and it happens in test matches these days too, which would have been frowned upon back in the day.
1: Um, oh, Absolutely.
2: Yeah, but Let's, even watching the field and the fielding standards just amazing from back in the early 80s and that well, to modern day. One
1: Incredible. of the wow factors, one of the wow, fact, wow moments that we, we go back a long time is I remember uh, you could catch back, back in Australia before they brought the boundaries in for safety factors. You know, the um, you could lean on the fence and catch the ball. And yes. I remember Dipak Patel on the long off or long on boundary. Basically catching a, a one-hander while jumping off the um, boundary fence, yes. you know, just yeah. just reaching Elevate. up in the sky, you know, sort of thing. So, um, and, yeah. and that was like, oh my god, what an amazing catch! And then yeah. if we go to Skippy Sinclair in the outfield, uh, oh, you know, they're, 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 but these it's days really jumping, yeah, but these days you're jumping out of the field of the arena. Throwing the ball up, jumping out of the arena, jumping back in, and then catching the ball. And yeah. No, uh, it's just, yeah, double play type scenarios where you're sliding along, flicking it up to the fielder who's then yeah. pitching it back into the keeper.
2: But isn't that amazing how the sport has evolved yeah. from the early years? Yesterday was a gentleman's sport. People probably never even dirtied their trousers bothering to dive for the ball because they'd normally put their foot out. And the ball would go over the top of their foot right into the boundary and yep, they miss it. That's right. Yep. Um, and you think, man, this day and age, we all dive around in the field and to try and stop a run. But back then, they didn't bother.
1: And uh, it's interesting, you'd have to probably say that T20 has really accelerated the development yes. of all parts of the cricket game.
2: Yeah. I mean, as much as I don't really enjoy watching the T20 stuff,
1: it actually yep, has same.
2: enhanced the skill level. Of the modern day player, and yes. that has been taken into one day cricket, test match cricket as well. You know, um, people are scoring runs a lot quicker in test match cricket these days. Yes, you're, you're, you know, um, oh. you expected to score 300 in a day back then. Yeah, it was too you, know, you did it 150, 180, it was a good day. <laughs> <After> <laughs> <that>. <laughs>
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, yeah, it's just like one one point five runs and over. That's what we yeah, used to watch back yeah. in the day, and it was entertaining. <laughs>
2: it was, yeah,
1: absolutely thrilling. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, oh, it, you know, it is amazing to watch that the evolution of the of the way the game's been played this day and age. Um, but we're getting some comments coming up here. saying,
1: so what have we got? Um, just some memories of some catches and it's just like um, oh, yes. a couple yeah. war, um, Martin Sneddon and oh, um, yes. the, the underarm game where he, he caught Greg Chappell and Greg Chappell just stood there and yeah. uh, didn't go off. So uh, Greg, Martin Sneddon, again, in, in terms of the time of the day back th- back then, it was an absolute sensational catch by Martin Sneddon running and diving forward, full length yeah. dive, caught... Um, in the hands off just off the surface of the ground and uh and, and Greg Chappell just stood there and yeah the and the umpire said not out and it's like yeah. oh my god and this is uh, the Australian, uh, Australian
2: captain I can't come out he's not walking <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: well it's Greg Chappell isn't it he's not just the Australian captain he's also yeah. Greg Chappell yeah. and then number, yeah. and then Taryn talking about Vittori's catch in the World Cup in twenty fifteen oh gosh i can't remember that one to be I'm honest trying <laughs> to think of that one I'm trying to think of it Darren, you might have to come back to us with um with a few more details on that one oh, details. that one's growing a blank unfortunately
2: the ones that you're talking about you know this the modern day catch outside the boundary jumping in the air to bring it back in the ones that i like trent bolt i've seen him do that a few times haven't you Yes, flying in the air um, to to take those catches from outside the boundary and back in
1: again. It's just back in again, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, um, they, they, they will now you even see ones where they dive outside the field to play and throw it back in. Where absolutely. it's not necessarily a catch because yep. um, it hasn't, but, it's, but it but saves the six.
2: Saves the, yeah, absolutely saves the six. So it's yep. it's incredible stuff. These and these guys practice that sort of stuff day and day out nowadays too. So you know that's 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 part of the game. Finally, so one hand up. There you go. Down there go. fine leg. Yeah, I vaguely remember that now. Uh, I did wonder if it was on that leg side down there, but yeah. Um, the Trent Bolt catches one's for the memory banks, that's for sure. Except Absolutely. For, except for the one which I don't want to mention, but I will in the World Cup final. <laughs> <laughs> I would never thought you'd drop that one. <laughs> but hey. <laughs> That's gonna be a scar for life, I feel.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We've we've moved on from four more years to form in another form of four more years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah.
2: Uh, well that's you know some interesting goal, yeah, for us um going back through the years and um, Yeah. Turning and back the years,
1: checking out the, checking out the evolution of the game, really. Absolutely, and how way. it has evolved. Yeah. Oh, I suppose so we've got a little bit more time, so um, well, really something we'll, else, you hey? oh, no, yeah, go for it. You know, this day it's about the professionalism,
2: right? And yep. compared to back in the day. So, you know, this day and age, you have your stumps and they're perfect with the bales. Now, I, I like looking at this little detail like that, and they're perfectly lined up, right? Let's pretend they're two bales there. Yep, I remember one of the test matches, the middle stump was lower. <laughs> so you know to me who likes to have that perfect bale lined up this is the middle stump and it's gone lower so your two, your off and leg is higher so the bales yep. are coming down and I was like, yeah. how could that happen <laughs> it would never happen in this day no, <laughs> not all. at all
1: <laughs> Not at all. That's backyard like, cricket to me. <laughs> backyard cricket, absolutely. It's just like, ooh, yeah. if, the, if the off stump was the same height as the other two, it probably would have clipped it. Bugger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, look, um, again, professionalism uh, professionalism, uh. probably, you know, you know, a lot of professionalism is, for want of a better term, imported from American sport, right? In terms of how professional they do it, and you can see that in terms of um, their training techniques, um, the training drills that they run these days. There's this baseball's influence in the cricket drills and the like, that the fielding, the ways that they field, etc. So, absolutely, the level of professionalism's risen yeah. something remarkably, isn't it? Absolutely, and
2: and training. That's, um... Training and all of that as well, um, but then you you bring in cross field uh, cross sport training as well. Yep. Because you know if, I've I've known of like baseballers coming in to teach cricket cricketers how to throw to get that you know the solid throw back in over the top yep. as fast as I can uh, whipping it in uh, the old slide uh, like the baseballers do that type of thing. Yep. So you, you learn a lot of um, skills from other sports as well.
1: Learning from other sports and, and, and integrating that into your own, and it's just interesting, you know. The throwing is still that that's a classic one that probably sums it up. You know, when, when you're growing up, and it's just like, oh, you, you see a story about baseballers coming in to show, um, you know, cricket. Let's say they've come into the black caps camp and they're showing the black caps how to throw a ball. I thinking, what the hell, yeah. What do you mean? How you throw a ball? You throw a ball. There's one way to yeah. throw a ball. You throw a ball. It's just amazing that you just the mechanics that go into throwing something or doing something, doing anything. Yeah, exactly. And it's not—it's not, it's not a simple thing, is it? There's lots. No. It's break it down into the components, and yep. um, every little component has a has a better way. We won't say a correct way because yes. everybody can have their own uniqueness as well. But there's a better way in that little compartment of the whole action of how yeah. to, um, how well, you can improve. Exactly.
2: I mean, that, that's just like, you know, you wouldn't see the Courtney Walsh roll the arm back in to the keeper throw, as yep. he used to do back in the day, if you remember. Yep. I, I yep. hardly ever see him throw the ball. He would always roll it in, like, folding.
1: So, yeah. Yep. yeah. But, I, I know what yeah. you mean, because I used to do the same thing. Yeah. Because my laziness. shoulder was stuffed. No, my shoulder <laughs> was stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> I'd throw my shoulder out <laughs> if I went and threw the ball and i ball bowl it in.
2: Yeah, it's, it's that type of thing, right? So nowadays, these guys, they, yep. they're running, chasing the ball, running towards the ball, on the fly, picking it up, baseball style, stay, throwing it back in over the top to the keeper for, yep. for a run out or something.
1: It's just incredible. Hey, look, we, we talk about these changes though, and the professional attitudes and that. Let's go back to the games that we've been watching on Sky back in the '80s, right? And it's just like, you know, we know, we know what happened. This is like, they go back at the end of the day in, in the dressing room, and they're finishing off a, a packet of cigarettes and, um, you know, a box of a box of ales. <laughs> um, they, they, I mean, like, they still have a beer now, but they're it's... not, they're not, um, they're not finishing off a box of cigarettes and uh, as well as a box of uh, beers, are they? Yeah.
2: Not doing a slab of beers after a day's play, aren't they? So, no, <laughs>
1: the
2: and, and I don't think these days too, I'd say, in the, in the changing rooms.
1: Yeah, I, I think you'll have the odd player that still has the cigarette or whatever, but they don't do it in the changing rooms.
2: Yeah, yeah, and that's an interesting. One, that one, um, still being a smoker in a professional environment for cricket, um, yeah, you've got to wonder. Yeah, that... yeah. I'm sure there are as many players that still do smoke these days in, in cricket. And it's probably one of those sports you could probably get away with
1: doing it. Yeah, I was just going to say that with cricket, you could, poss- you can sort of get away with it, but yeah. any other aerobic sport, uh, more more a aerobic, let's say, you're going to yeah. struggle doing that.
2: Yeah. You know, if you're standing at first slip and walking from first slip to first slip all day, you might have the old cigarette. You'll be sweet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> was it, and um, it's just like you're not going to get David Boone's record. Uh, broken on the flight from Sydney to London, are you?
2: No, not in this no. modern day, not <laughs> modern day. <laughs> you'd lose your job, as i would say. That would be the end of your career.
1: Yeah, I look, I mean, I was gonna say I I'm pretty sure Brendan McCullum's a smoker. Yeah, um yeah, okay. so it, it still goes on as is is yeah, mentioned. I've... Not 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 publicly. They don't go out there and flout, flout it, the fact that hey, I'm a smoker and the like or they, they do, and I think they're a bit more. Um, they realise the the image and everything that has to go along with modern day professional sport.
2: That's right. Um, yeah, and and um, you know I think another one was old uh, Jeets Dave. I still can't work out why he's called Dave, but I've been trying to figure that one out for a while.
1: Oh, does he's he smoke? I'm oh, sure he used to. Yeah. Oh Back right, right. Day. Yeah. um i think it was just a, it, was a, it was a gag you know I but... I still,
2: yeah i don't know yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Dave. <laughs> 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 but yeah it's 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 been it's been good to sort of um see the evolution and the road to what we're getting this day and age it's just going to be interesting to how it progresses from here to the next level are we going to what see we... 400 runs in a one day game more often
1: you're hitting well look i mean like it's it's you're getting quite consistent scores. I mean, like, not every day, not every game. But you're starting to get consistent scores between 300 and 350, right? So it's sort of naturally, as as I still think we're at the um, early evolution in T20. Even though we've had T20 going for a while and it's impacting all our formats of our game, I actually think there's more to come in terms of the way that T20 will impact player development. Because one you, thing that's starting to happen at the early, early age group levels that we see now, you know, now we're going back to grassroots cricket, is the fact is that kids are being taught to see ball, hit ball, as yes. opposed to, oh, this is the correct technique. Now it's so, about if, if if you can, if the technique that you have, that can iron out a couple of little things in it, and but don't change you majorly, and you see ball, you hit ball, and it works, you don't mess with it. That's
2: right. You know, um, uh, this is the difference in the way we were coached when we brought up to the modern-day player, That the way they're coached. Youngsters, we're talking about here. Um, My nephew's living in Australia. He gets coaching from the Aussie guys there. And it's just amazing the way that they're already making them think positive in the way they are batting. So in our day, we were taught to go in, get your eye in, um, you know, play the ball straight and all that sort of stuff. Nowadays it's attack the ball.
1: Yeah.
2: The ball, hit the ball, that type of
1: thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Defensive, second, attackers attack first. Um, and, and just drilling that type of mentality into them. So you got, you know, that's, that's the difference between the way we were raised and played the game to yeah. what they're doing this age. And and it will grow even more, like you say. Absolutely. More than more 2020 goes. But, um, yeah, it's it's uh, I, I still think um, uh, one day that 400 runs in one day cricket will start to become a bit more prevalent,
1: absolutely. I mean, like you know, you, you're you eventually going to see in T20 cricket where 180, 200 is what you'll really need to get, sort of yep. thing. Yep. Um, the pitches are only going to get better, I think. Yeah, yep. that, that's one of the things that stops you. Know, you start you see scores of one, um, 140, in a T20 those pitches are eventually going to get better and better and you're going to start getting more consistent. And that's what it's going to come down to, actually, isn't it? Even the 400 and an ODI or a, what, a single day in a test match, it's the pitch conditions and the ground conditions. Yeah. So yeah. it's just like going to be, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I think the evolution is really also part of that is the matrix of the, um, the environment.
2: Yeah, it is. It is. And, uh, um, you know, the technology going into the sports fields and things like that this day and age, you know, it's Amazing. just unbelievable compared to what in our day. I was just like, wow.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, just, just um, something that I do, and, and, and I also coach my um, son's rugby team, and I, I played rugby as well. And and when I played, with the rain that we've had in Auckland, we've had like some, what, two weeks of some pretty decent yeah, rainfall. That- and it'd be which we need uh, to fill our dams up so we have some water and we can have a shower and we don't smell. That's another story. But, um, you know, I used to play in some mud bogs. And, um, you know, I remember one game in particular, We were our, our school field had turned into mud. And we one part of the field, and we're putting a scrum down there, and the halfback just couldn't get the ball out of the damn scrum. And I'm, we're, we're, we're face down in mud. And he and we put down about five scrums in the same mud. And now we we don't play on a bad field. We, we you know and this is just council grounds, um, and lovely. they're not getting money. They're not getting money poured into them to the levels of say like Eden Park or a uh, international stadium is. So, the, but your local grounds are just fantastic facilities now. So, I, I think the development yeah. of the environments is just getting so much better.
2: That's that's a great thing I feel for development of young players getting into the game and moving up the hierarchy, right? You need to have decent quality um, equipment to play with and play on. To to, to, to
1: produce good quality product.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So it all starts at that grassroots level, as I say. Um, And if you don't have that right, then it just, you know,
1: that's it. If you you don't have it right, that non-right for really good England, is what yeah. you're basically bringing up through the ranks,
2: right? And that's why yeah. you get a ranked team, and in, 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 at the international level, if they haven't had that sort of uh, um, upbringing, so to speak, yes, with the quality,
1: yeah. But so uh, no, going into the just going into Simon's question there, do you, do you think T10 cricket m- might become a thing internationally? Good
0: God! <laughs> <How does it laughs> stop?
1: Well, I, I suppose I suppose Simon's asking the wrong people here because we're not fans of T Twenty cricket, no, are we? No. no. I mean, so we, can't we'd be. be <laughs> <laughs> so we'd be for, for us personally. I mean, like we can't speak for the people with short um attention spans. No. Did I say that out loud? Oops. <laughs> but I mean, like, no, T Ten for us would be a that'd be a no go, wouldn't it? That would be a no go for me. Uh, I mean. What's the point? 60
2: balls?
1: Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, like, and you get the occasional game of T10 when a rain shortened T20. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what? You want to play cricket for an hour and that's a game? Yeah. Innings each?
0: Could you have something like T10 or T5 being like sevens in rugby where you have, where you play multiple games in a day and have a festival over a weekend?
2: Now, that could be, that could be different.
1: But again, that would, to my mind, it would be at a lower level. It'd be yeah. at a um, club level or something like that, or a Sunday league. Doing it as a Sunday league, I wouldn't see that at an international level. Um, oh. Again, it's, there's just too many. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I suppose as traditionalists, it's hard to envisage a game of t10, yeah. even yeah. even in a in a um, in a sevens type format. Well,
2: yeah. Because t20 is just bearable. I mean, I watch the internationals when you. And that's probably as far as I go for T twenty, but um, I'll throw this one out for you, Simon. Maybe T twenty T ten, but two innings.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the old Martin Crow style. Test match. Yep, yep. T twenty T ten a T ten test match or T twenty test match. Yeah. Well. One of the precursors to T Twenty was um, Martin Crow's Max cr- Cricket Max, yeah. and yeah. that's exactly how that was played. And the fact that you had um, two innings of ten overs each.
2: Yeah, so it could, that could potentially work, but that's still not really one for the cricket enthusiasts. So I would have felt it,
1: it ain't cricket, is it? It' not you know no you, no, no, you no cricket that it's no cricket.
2: <laughs> no, no, it's not humble. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, look at that, you know, we've sort of uh, jumped around from one thing to another, topic wise, and yeah, it's seeming all over the show tonight, and uh, just like the pitch will be today, and we'll- the
1: West Indies England Test match, um, which kicks off in about an hour, doesn't it? Well, we've done well. It's is like, well, hopefully, um, if if the little box that I have that allows me to watch some um streaming cricket. Um allows um I'm, i might be able to watch some of the second day and um yeah so we've made it through a show it's it's thanks to everybody that's been on there hopefully we haven't sort of scared you off <laughs> i think we've we've done a bloody good job to fill the show
2: absolutely considering we were supposed to be talking test match cricket from the day at first day's play
1: that's so, it i think we've just basically done what they do on tv is it, we've, we've bluffed our through some and killed time and airtime. time Look, hopefully you've been entertained and hopefully you've um, picked up some little gems out of our conversations today stay stay come back to us next week and hopefully we've had some test cricket we can talk about and dissect um, and they've got some play happening we have to rely on the English summer to achieve that Rohit, thanks for um, being on the show once again this week. Hopefully, we might be able to get Taryn back. We'll find out during the week where, where that's where he sits. Um, and to everybody out there, again, thank you for viewing. Thanks for coming, tuning in, for listening on your podcast. We look forward to seeing you again here on Swinging from the Hip at 8 p.m. on Thursdays here, right here on New Zealand Sport Radio. But let's not forget, every morning you can get your sports news update on the morning sports briefing. And on Monday nights, you can get all the rugby chat that you want and haven't need with the Hash Rugby Chat show with Driving Mall. Tuesday nights, if we get some contestants, we are. We do need some contestants. So if you want to be a contestant, drop us a line. Tuesday nights for Do You Know Sport, Wednesday night, your league fans, uh, your standoff with Sanjay and Brad. So tune in for that and what find out what's happening in the league world. And then Thursday nights, as we mentioned before, 8 o'clock, swinging from your hip for your cricketing fix right here on New Zealand Sport Radio. And we'll see you back here next week. Thank you.